You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, sitting in for Stephen Henderson. There are at least two things that are universal about living in southeast Michigan. We all drive on crumbling roads and bridges here, and we all have our own opinions about what needs to be done to fix those terrible roads. Well, in the coming weeks, the Center for Michigan is giving people an opportunity to share those thoughts during a series of events across Michigan. The center is holding three events as part of the Road Solutions Summit, starting with an event tomorrow in Detroit at 9 a.m. Not only can you share your thoughts and opinions about the roads, you might also learn a little bit more about the state of our infrastructure. You'll hear from public officials, experts, and my next two guests. Chastity Pratt-Dossie is a reporter with Bridge Magazine. She'll moderate the panels during the Center for Michigan's Roads Solutions Summit event in Detroit tomorrow. Chastity, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello, Detroit. And Chad Livengood is a reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. He'll be offering opening remarks at the event tomorrow. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Jake. So uh, how were your rides in today to the studio? <laughs> I came from Oakland County, so you already know. <laughs> Gratiot Avenue, uh, there's like seams in it that are crumbling, I would project by next winter, next next, next pothole season, that uh, if nothing's done, it'll probably be... Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty hard to uh, to pass down that mm. street. A gravel road at that point, basically. Yeah. Um, so talk about what you hope these events are going to offer people that haven't otherwise been, they, they haven't otherwise been getting when they're hearing or talking about the roads and this long, years-long debate that we've been having. Chastity, we can start with you. Well, I believe that the Center for Michigan is doing this, and the Center for Michigan publishes Bridge Magazine uh, because we just want to give people an intimate conversation room where we can ask the questions, have the conversation with people who know this inside out. You know, um, when you, you're you reading about it or you're hearing the governor talk about it, it's the 30,000 foot view. You you In these rooms, in these settings, you have an opportunity to have an intimate conversation about it and get get more details. And, and we're going to be here in Detroit and we're going to be in Lansing soon mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids and uh, I think that there's so much that people don't understand. Okay, yeah, we're talking about a gas tax. We'll talk about 40% of our roads being in crappy condition. Uh, and, and But I think people really just want to know, how is that going to affect me on a day-to-day basis? Does that mean the road in front of my house is going to get fixed? Or is it only going to be grassed? Is What happens with the interstates? You mm-hmm. know, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. that And people really want to know, what does this mean to me? Yeah. Chad, you've been following this uh, on a policy level for years now. Uh, one of the things that I often think about is there's no sort of lack of ideas or sol- possible solutions or pieces of solutions when it comes to this issue. If anything, it's almost an overabundance of ideas and solutions and pieces of solutions that exist that sometimes get us stuck uh, in this debate. I mean, everyone has their like little pet piece of the road funding debate that, that is so important to them, and their idea is sort of central to how they feel about any policy that's being made, that uh, if something doesn't include that, uh, suddenly we're, we're stuck again in, in impasse. Yeah, I mean, I go back to uh, the lame duck session of 2014 when the legislature 
Governor Snyder had just gotten reelected. One would assume he had all the political capital. He was trying to get like a 20, 25 cent gas tax increase through the legislature. And uh, he was hung up um, and, and, the, and the House representatives wouldn't allow it because they wanted to take the sales tax off of gasoline, which is a real rub for a lot of drivers because sales tax on gasoline does not go to roads. It goes to schools and municipalities. The, the municipalities could spend it on roads, but uh, it, there's no guarantee. And so because of that, um, they came up with this really complicated uh, Christmas tree. Uh, it was known as Proposal 1. It was the one-cent sales tax increase uh, to try to remove the sales tax on gasoline, increase the gas tax uh, by by this uh, similar amount, roughly 15 cents, and and provide new new money for roads and even new money for schools. And when you when you complicate these things, mm-hmm. you 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 bring a lot more players to the, to the table, and that's what's always kind of evaded Lansing and trying to get a larger grand bargain on this is because there's so many different interlocking parts. Uh, people want the you know the truckers to pay more. People want diesel drivers to pay more. Um, uh, people want uh, uh, a lot of different things, or they just don't want to pay more. Or they mm-hmm. or people want the you know the registration fees uh, instead of gasoline tax, and, and and but then people don't like that because it's known as a birthday tax mm-hmm. uh, because you get charged once a year. Uh, these right. things are easy to market and, and sort of label, especially if you're opposing these specific yeah, things. Yeah, and it's just it's just hard. Also, the other problem that we we've struggled with in Michigan. That was 2014. We've changed over the legislature twice now since then. We have a new governor and we have a we have uh, literally about two thirds different new legislature from from five years ago. Um, so we have we have a struggle because of term limits. We just have this turnover of people and they lose the expertise. It takes years to kind of understand the complexity of how uh, transportation funding in Michigan works mm-hmm. and then to get your arms around it. And by the time you got your arms around it, you uh, you're you're being booted out the door out the door by the constitution. Yeah, uh, you know something that I think is interesting about the way that this has been sort of handled by the by Governor Whitmer is, as you alluded to, um, you know, Prop One failed by about I think it was eighty percent no. Uh, I mean, just a, just an epic failure at the ballot the when people ever. were asked. Yes, <laughs> and. That and why I think a lot of that had to do with the complication. A lot of it had to do with just asking people to pay more out of their own pocket. Now uh, it's sort of a it's a little bit simpler in terms of the just sort of you know this would be a forty five cent gas tax increase. It would raise this much, and then there are some um, more complicated issues in the background. But really, what people are thinking about is just what it means for me at the pump. Now, chastity as people digest this, I think they're also thinking though is why does this have to come on my backs, right? Like why 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 is it me at the pump having to do this when it's really the state of Michigan that has uh, failed to address this problem for years and years and now it's costing me even more? Well, absolutely. And, and the governor is uh, obviously everyone knows it's her big thing. Fix the damn roads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we can say that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not that bad of a word. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, she's she, and when she goes from different parts of the state, what she's up against is people who have different concerns around our central concern, 
I mean, roads, you know, it's not partisan. It's everybody's concern. But different populations have different um, issues with the 45 cent gas tax. And I'm, I expect here tomorrow here in Detroit when we talk about this, there's going to be some concerns about how this is going to affect lower income people mm-hmm. um, who already have issues with high, high insurance, mm-hmm. car insurance. Um, and now you're going to have 45 cents per gallon added on top of that. Now, now, to be fair, there is a part of this where she says, OK, in her roads plan, she's going to increase the earned income credit from 6% to 12% right. to um, help families, working families, uh, get a little bit of a tax break because they're, they will be dealing with this 45 cents uh, gallon uh, tax. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an issue, I assume, that we'll, we'll be talking about um, at tomorrow's Solution Summit. And, when, you know, when you go up north or when you go to Grand Rapids, there's going to be other issues that come up. But, but uh, it, it, what I've heard her say, and Chad, you can chime in and, and, and let me know if you heard her say the same thing. Look, this is a sustainability issue. Mm-hmm. We've had this uh, generational problem with disinvestment in roads, and now we need a sustainable solution that's going to in, inject $2 billion or so a year so that we can not only fix the roads, but continue to fix them. Mm. Something I've heard about a lot from people since the governor came out with this plan and has been kind of uh, basically pigeonholed the legislature saying we have to have $2.5 billion no matter what, no, no matter how. And um, people have asked, well, what happened with the last gas tax increase? Where did that money go from? And that, that was a gas tax increase. The legislature passed after the failure of Proposal 1. They passed it in November of 2015. It went into effect January 1st of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they had to get past the 2016 election. And, and, <laughs> and from there, we really had our first full year, full first full fiscal year just last Last summer, uh, or, or having that that full uh, tax increase in place, and I think legislators are going to have to go out and explain where that money is gone. Uh, and maybe even this, uh, even though there wasn't Governor Whitmer in office at the time, um, she needs to probably go out and explain it to people. Because I've heard that from a lot of people in the last few weeks: is where did that last tax increase go? Right, and this, and like you said, it was only been uh, one or two construction seasons since we've actually seen that money come into place. A lot of people wondering there are. A lot of orange barrels out there. That's another. What's sort of interesting about this is it's the uh, stress of also thinking about the gas, the the increase in taxes, but also once they go into effect, it's it's an annoyance for people, right? Because oh, now they're out on the roads and there's construction everywhere. We're talking about a decade construction boom uh, mm-hmm. that that w- that will go on uh, to catch up, basically. I mean, the goal, ultimate goal is to have like somewhere in the neighborhood of 85, 90 percent of the roads in good or fair condition. Uh, right now, the state's trunk line highways are at 70 5 uh, percent, uh, roughly. Uh, but if you go to um, a lot of uh, village roads and city roads, they're at 46 percent poor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, county roads, 48 percent poor. Oakland County alone has 500 miles of county road uh, deemed in poor condition. I think Macomb is in the neighborhood of 700 miles. Mm. Um, a lot of these roads were built in the 60s and 70s during the, the flight and in, in, and uh, you know and um, spur, suburban sprawl of, of this region. And they haven't been updated, I and mean, that's that's a reality. I mean, right now, MDOT is in the middle of a 
nearly 30-year replacement of I-94 through through Detroit um, that was built in the late 50s. They're replacing two bridges a year. That's all they can afford because uh, each bridge costs $15, $20 million. I mean, uh, sometimes more, like the one they replaced over Gratiot last year. Now they're ripping out um, uh, the, uh, the uh, they ripped out Shane Bridge, they ripped out Van Buren, uh, the Van Dyke Bridge, and so now they're they're ripping out a few more right now, and, and th- those things take time, but these all these bridges were built in the late 50s. I mean, they've they've well outlasted their their lifespan, and that, and that's that's part of the uh, the cost of, of you know kind of moving on. Mm. And, and sort of to that point, it's interesting uh, in her road to opportunity tour that she's doing, and in tomorrow, I think that we're going to have to spend a significant time helping people understand the difference between what this plan will do for the state trunk lines again and what it will or will not do for the street in front of your house because right. uh and in uh, the state budget office says that what 33 percent of the state trunk lines are in good condition and only 18 percent of local roads are in good condition and so the question that a lot of people are asking is if we do this 45 cents uh, a per gallon tax does that free up money for my local municipality mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know what does that mean for all the roads because we say fix the damn roads you're not talking about every single road here mm-hmm. <laughs> and it needs to be d- really um uh, hashed out and sussed out for people absolutely the, i think in the last administration uh, they, they kind of lost sight of that at mm-hmm. times that um, there was really not a, um, a a very big emphasis on getting money to the local level, right? Um, and that that's where people you know people feel it first when they pull out of their driveway um, yeah. and see it first. And somehow you got to got to change that dynamic. That that also plays into how we finance um, municipalities in the state, which is a whole different uh, basket of eggs. We're not going to sure. get into today, <laughs> right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, we could talk all all day, twenty four <laughs> hours about that. Now we're we're going to take a quick break, but uh, coming up, we're going to continue this conversation, and we're going to take your calls. We want to get your ideas. What are the ways that you think we should address these issues? Stay on the line, John on the east side, Paul in Belleville, Robert in Detroit. Stay on the line. We'll get to you next. You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Jake Neer, sitting in for Stephen Henderson. We're talking about the roads and how to fix them, how to address our infrastructure crisis here in Michigan. The Center for Michigan is putting together a series of events across Michigan here in Detroit, in Lansing and Grand Rapids to get your ideas about fixing the roads. And we want to hear from your ideas right now. Please call in and tell us what your sort of uh, your 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 opinions are about the way that we're handling this issue and maybe some things we're not even thinking about. What are your, uh, what are some of the ways to tackle this issue that are being left out of the conversation? Are you willing to shoulder a 45-cent gas tax increase, as Governor Whitmer is proposing, if it means that you will have better roads? How much do you think crumbling roads cost you each year? What kind of repair bills have you had to pay that you can attribute to potholes or the way that our roads are, the state that they are in right now? And I'm speaking right now with Chastity Pratt-Dossie, a reporter with Bridge Magazine, and Chad Livingood, a reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. They'll be at tomorrow's event, uh, the Road Solutions Summit being put on by the Center for Michigan. That's going to be at 9 o'clock tomorrow on 1555 Broadway Street in Detroit, it's the Madison Building near Comerica Park. Um, so, Chad and Chastity, before we get to calls here, uh, that that issue I think is sort of central that I just alluded to about 
how much you're willing to pay and how much you're already paying. And I think this is something that Governor Whitmer has already tried to make one of her big talking points on this. Maybe her biggest talking point is, look, there already is a roads tax in Michigan. It's called the amount that you pay at Bell Tire or wherever it is that you go to get your car fixed when your rims get, you know, uh, dented or, you know, you, your, your alignment is thrown off by potholes. Chastity, uh, how do you think she's doing so far in terms of actually getting that message out there? Do you think the people are being are receptive to that at this point? Um, I, I don't know that everyone understands um, or I mean, when she when you see her do her road to opportunity thing, it's it's a whole bunch of slides. It's pretty. It's colors. It's, and, you know, everything is not going to resonate um, that the message that is connected to what you're asking is that, look, people. Your your car, really? She's six hundred dollars, something like that. Six hundred dollars per car mm-hmm. is what we're paying more than in repairs than other states. Um, I've I've seen her give this speech, so it resonated with me. I'm not sure that everyone is hearing that message loud and clear that people in Michigan pay about six hundred dollars more per car for repairs, and it's tied to the roads. The other thing is when you talk about forty five cents per gallon. Um, and, you, and you think about going to the gas station, and it doesn't say two ninety nine; it says you know, <laughs> right. three forty four. Right. You know that that's going to you know stick in your mind. But what does that really mean? That's two hundred and fifty dollars per year per person. Mm-hmm. Is that is it is it worth it to you to to have smooth roads to not pay to fix your tires to not lose your hubcap mm-hmm. on you know uh, uh, on on Mound Road to fix? The roads, that's the question. But is that message coming clear that it's $250 per person to fix it and $600 per car a year if you don't? I'm not sure. Yeah, Chad, the, this is a change in messaging for how Governor Snyder addressed this. His For a long time, he was addressing this primarily as sort of a health concern, as a danger uh, to Michigan drivers about, hey, you don't want a piece of concrete falling on your car from, <laughs> from an overpass, right? Yeah. Uh, that did not seem to win enough people over. I mean, he he had these press conferences. Where he held up these large chunks of concrete. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Chassie before the meeting that, or before we came on air, that I was I took some pictures of some bad section of Eleven Mile Road by DeQuinder the other day, and I took home a piece of Eleven Mile Road uh, that I found uh, sitting in the median because you can see this just chunks of road that are laying around uh, or on the curbs now of our of our streets. That's just that's just what happens is uh, they just kind of come up, and and so yeah, th- that didn't seem to like get a lot of people, you know, in emergency. Sense of urgency that uh, concrete is falling from bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there you know there have been people in the transportation industry have been kind of waiting for some kind of you know real catastrophe, a bridge collapse, um, and then that has a lot of uh, I, I told you so feel to it. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I mean, there's uh, with the gas prices, there is a little bit of a psychology here for motorists when gas gets over three dollars a gallon, uh, people seem to freak out mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and because of the, of the cost, and, and frankly, right around Christmas, we had gas that was down to one seventy-five a gallon. Oh, I, mean, I, I wrote a column that. about how, and <laughs> I remember a column during Lame Duck saying, "You know, this will be a pretty good time to raise the gas tax." Um, <laughs> um, and if anybody was really uh, wanted to, like, you know, take this up while they while they still had the votes uh, mm-hmm. to do it, and they, and, uh, and of course, there that was not on the agenda of right. Lame Duck session of the of the last legislature, but um, but because I you know I. I frankly knew the governor was going to ask for a gas tax increase. I mean, even though she denied it uh, that she wanted to raise gas taxes by 20 cents in a debate with Bill Schuette, it was pretty clear there was no place to go. I mean, it's either it's either raise taxes 
or raise debt. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's what I've 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 dubbed the the fix uh, get out the damn credit card um, uh, <laughs> um, plan, which is which essentially is what what's going to happen next. If, yeah. if if this if this melts down, and they don't get a a, a big global deal. Um, I can see the governor trying to 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 get a coalition together, uh, possibly even with business interests behind her, because they've been firmly behind her already on this, um, and, and on this big two point five billion dollar number, and take this to the voters uh, and try and uh, try again and do it mm. in a general election, which is completely different variable than that special election yes. one issue. It was uh, in May. May, uh, yeah. yeah, that was easy to vote down mm. in May. It'll be harder when you when you have uh, the House of Representatives and con- big uh, competitive congressional. Uh, seats and the president on the ballot. The, the one thing that was the the one advantage I saw for the election in May was it was right after pothole season, so the now, roads were probably in the worst. It seemed condition, like but. it seemed like an easy sell. Um, yeah. And and you know, you as you recall, Rick Snyder went on a bus tour in April, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing off all the bad roads, and that didn't seem to really get people you know too motivated. And it was actually Republicans who who organized against that, and and and. A Congress now Congressman Paul Mitchell funded an entire campaign yeah. to defeat that. So if <laughs> if they go to the ballot, it'll you know it'll turn into another mess uh, with with a lot of uh, you know a lot of interest groups that'll come out to try to defeat it. Mm. But you know uh, what? I have a real quick question: Is is the public's perceived apathy or perceived um, you know you know reluctance because we're rooted in the fact that we're just used to it? We're used mm. to potholes, and you know it's not until you you cross that line into Ohio that you really know how bad <laughs> things <laughs> are. That's you know, true. It's, it really are we just used to it, and people are like, I don't want to pay forty five cents. It's just the way Michigan well, is. Uh, on that note, I want to get to some callers right here. Robert in Detroit has a comment right along those lines. Robert, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah, I was wondering why um, we've had um, I think Republican government in Ohio, and they pay I think twice as much as we pay on our roads. And it's not just about, you know, chunks falling from bridges and stuff like that, but there's the dings in your windshield. And, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to avoid an accident, um, we have all these car crashes where people are trying to avoid potholes. And I, I think that these are other costs and, and dangers. We have street lights that are falling down. Um, it, our infrastructure is just crumbling. And I think people are willing to pay for it, but, you know, we don't have the leadership. Mm. Yeah, Robert, I really appreciate that call. Thank you so much. And uh, either of you want to take a crack at why it is that when you cross that that state line into Ohio, the suddenly things are smooth sailing compared to what you just were on in I-75 cell? I've talked to people in the road construction industry. We don't build roads any differently than they do in Ohio. Mm. We do have different variables. We have more freeze and thaw cycles than Dayton, Ohio does, mm. um, and certainly than Cincinnati does. Maybe not. Maybe the same as Cleveland uh, and Toledo, but we we certainly have a different weather component. Uh, we also spend. This is something that gets lost. We spend more money removing snow, mm. um, and 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 we have uh, up north counties that have uh, half their budget uh, that's dedicated to removing snow. They also have fewer drivers, so they tend to, you tend to find better roads in, 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 in Leelanau County and, mm. and uh, Chippewa County and the Upper Peninsula than you do downstate. Um, 
uh, and then we just we you just have an issue where we're also spending spending less per capita. Um, I don't have all the numbers off the top of my head, but it's several hundred dollars less per capita than Wisconsin and mm. Illinois, uh, and even even we spend less in Indiana. And Indiana is pretty low tax state um, as as it goes for Great Lakes states. So I mean, it's not it's pretty well been documented that we we have higher costs uh, and we just we're spending less. Uh, on a, on a per person basis. Sure. Uh, the number on the phones, as always, is 313 577 1019. I want to get to Rochelle in Waterford. Rochelle, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Uh, great comments from everyone. I agree this is solely a tax issue, but I wanted to call in and, and play devil's advocate here because you guys are framing it as a Michigan problem, and it is, and a roads problem. But actually, like the previous caller said, this is an entire infrastructure problem, and it's something that is happening across the entire country. It's a problem in every state, every county, every city. Everyone does not have the tax funds or enough to repair and modernize the entire infrastructure of America, right? Um, I know that it's one of the things that Democrats in particular are running on. So it's a huge issue that affects everyone on a national level. It's not a Michigan issue. Um, But I wanted to say uh, I'm someone who's not against taxes. I think they're necessary to get the things and the services that we want in our community. However, something that people often forget is this whole problem really stems from the fact that corporations and big business in our country are not paying their taxes. They're either paying zero most of the time or <laughs> on less than zero. They're actually getting a return. They're getting subsidies from the government or from the state. Mm. So that's where that money is going. And so what happens is instead of fighting the big battle that we need to fight nationally to get these corporations to pay their taxes, is governors and local politicians do what they have in their power to do, uh, take the path of least resistance, which is to squeeze the people for more and more taxes because they're not getting it from where they're supposed to be getting it from. And this is the quickest way is to increase ours. So it's not that I'm not willing to have a small increase, but how long will this go on for? Mm. Like, we need to address this as a Band-Aid. When are we going to address the elephant in the room? Yeah, Rochelle, I really appreciate that call. Thank you very much. Uh, Chad, what is what are your thoughts on what Rochelle had to say there? Well, well, if... Um this is where we. This is where this debate gets complicated. Yeah, we have to kind of, we mm. kind of have to remove uh, federal tax code, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, inversions and such from from the discussion. Just focus on user user costs uh, and and businesses that uh, if you have a trucking company, you're going to you, use gas. <laughs> you have sur- you you just ha- you just absorbed a pretty big tax increase in 2017, and you're going to face another one. Um, if this legislature approves it, so uh, they're 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 paying the cost uh, for you know they're paying the vehicle registration fees, uh, they're paying uh, the, their fuel costs every day, um, and and that that's you know that that's part of the cost of doing business, and and there's that's not really you can't escape uh, the, the, those taxes. Mm, yeah, well, we we could talk about this again all day. There's so many issues and threads to pull on this. I wish we had more time, but and we have so many callers that wanted to get on the conversation we didn't get to. But if you have thoughts. And opinions about this tomorrow uh, at the Madison Building near Comerica Park, April uh, April 11th at 9 a.m. Chad and Chastity will be part of the Roads Solutions Summit put on by the Center for Michigan. So there's another opportunity there to talk about what you want to talk about here. This is WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. Chad Chastity, thank you so much for being here today. Anytime. Thank you.